Uh, this is the Twins Insider Podcast. I am Michael Rand. Phil Miller joining me as well on the telephone today. Appropriate social distancing um, in this uh, in this time of social distancing. This would have been Phil, as you are acutely aware, uh, would have been opening day for the Twins. They would have been, and you would have been in Oakland under normal circumstances. But these are not normal circumstances. But we are going to get to. Um, kind of a little bit of the past and a little bit of the present today. Phil has done uh, a ton of opening days um, in, in the past as, as both a writer and a fan, I would imagine. And so I want to hear some of his kind of favorite memories of, of opening day, what, what some of the, the best ones he can remember are. And maybe we can talk a little bit about the 2020 Twins as well, because even though opening day has postponed, there will be an opening day at some point, we imagine, what will that look like? What would, have it, what would that have looked like today uh, if they were in Oakland? So with that as an introduction, Phil, do you have a particular one or two opening days that, that, that really stand out to you, either you know as a professional or just as a baseball fan? Well, yeah, as a fan, for sure. Uh, I, I grew up in uh, central Illinois uh, and went to uh, – uh, went to – Opening day occasionally, not uh, uh, not so much as a kid, because Chicago and St. Louis were each uh, two or three hours away. But uh, um, one year, I do remember, uh, I was 16. I was uh, weirdly, I was a Red Sox fan uh, in Illinois, yep. and the Red Sox opened uh, the season, or it was Milwaukee's home opener. I don't know if it was actually opening day. It was the Brewers' home opener, and I had uh, tickets. I was going to drive myself. I couldn't get anyone else to go with me. Uh, my grandmother, uh, 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 out of the kindness of her heart, decided to uh, come and use a second uh, ticket. It hmm. was about 30 degrees and freezing. And uh, yeah. what I remember most was that George Scott, the Red Sox freshman, oh, had once had once been a brewer and had ripped the uh, Brewers uh, about his time there uh, in the week leading up to it. So he was very unpopular. Every time he came to the plate, the place just rained booze on him, uh, <laughs> and uh, he came up with the bat four times in the game, and all four times bounced back to the pitcher. He was out one three, <laughs> and by the Unlikely. last one, it was oh yeah, it was it was crazy. And the last one, you know, the fans were just so into it that yeah. when he bounced to the pitcher a fourth time, uh, they had won the World Series. It was uh, <laughs> it was uh, so crazy. I remember uh, Paul Mauta was. Uh, was on the team. I don't think he played that day, but we uh, we have discussed that game uh, in the past because he remembered it well. Um, I went to college in uh, Utah and lived in Utah for 25 years. And for half of the first half of that, there was no teams in the Rocky Mountains. So when the Rockies were created in '93, uh, they became uh, my team as long as I lived out there. And, and I went to all but one Rockies home opener wow. uh, until I until I moved to Minnesota. So. <clears throat> That included uh, the very first game in Rockies history, which has yeah, ninety three crowd, ninety three, the biggest crowd yeah. in uh, in the last sixty years, eighty thousand people. Oh, yeah, and Eric Young uh, homered in the uh, the bottom of the first, the very first Rocky uh, to bat in Denver uh, homered. Um, How long did they play? Were they at Mile High at that point? That was Mile High. The first two years were at Mile High. Two uh, years. Second. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the second year, '94, uh, I had an experience that surprisingly I don't think 
Twins fans have had yet on opening day, but I remember mm-hmm. sitting in the stands on opening day watching them play the Mets, and it started snowing, and uh, <laughs> it started snowing, started snowing pretty hard in about the seventh uh-huh. inning, and, uh, and they played through it kind of crazy. And then the uh, following year, the first game at Coors Field, right. uh, after the striker settled, uh, yes. went 14 or 15 innings, something like that, and uh, Dante mm. Bichette hit a walk-off homer to win it, so... Um, so yeah, opening day has uh, got a lot of uh, lot of fun uh, memories like that. Uh, uh, and then uh, and then the last dozen years, uh, I'm, I've been to just about every Twins home game uh, or Twins opening day as well. Yeah, just getting back to your uh, your Brewers memory, I was like tracking it in my head. I was like, okay, so this is when the Brewers were in the American League, and this was. Mm-hmm. Before they had a retractable over stadium, you gotta like, you get a, your mind kind of travels back like, yeah, 30 degrees, that wouldn't happen now. Uh, Red Sox. 1979. Uh, 1979. Yeah. So that was obviously back in the county stadium days. I've been to a few games, I was at a few games at county stadium. There, there was some good heckling in those, uh, in those old left field bleachers that I, mm-hmm. uh, that I, that I can, uh, that I can recall. I think the, you know, the, Growing up in Grand Forks, I didn't go to – I don't know if I went to an opening day because that would have entailed a pretty far drive and school and whatnot. I remember – probably the opening day I remember the most, and this is probably pretty basic, but 2010, um, home opener for the Twins. That one stands out just from – you know, it was kind of one of those scripted perfect days. Just mm-hmm. looking back on – baseball reference it was you know this matches my you know my experience that it was 65 degrees at that first pitch it was a three o'clock start um they, they beat the red sox five to two it was one of those kind of never in doubt um never in doubt games they took an early lead it was just like it kind of set the tone for that whole year and just like wow we've got this ballpark now this is this is where we get to watch baseball now and hey this is a good team and boy the weather's been really good all year like it was one of those mm-hmm. like it, it was kind of just one of those microcosm of, of that charmed regular season um at, at least and you know i think 2019 felt a little bit like that to me too i went to went to that one last year and even though they didn't, it was a two nothing game, was it not the home opener? Am I am I making that up, or was it a it was a low scoring? Uh, low, yeah, low scoring. Yeah, yeah, it was, was two nothing against the Indians. Uh, uh, Barrios went uh, into the eighth, and then uh, Rogers yeah. uh, got the last four outs or so. Uh, yeah, two hitter. Low scoring in the the weather was fine, but I just the thing I remember about last year was even though the offense didn't do a ton, I just remember last year. Because I wasn't at spring training, like I, I hadn't seen like the full lineup really together, but just finally seeing Nelson Cruz in the middle of that lineup, all of a sudden I was like, "Oh man, this this makes so much sense now." He makes four or five spots in that batting order much better just because he takes up that one, and he took he just it just seemed like immediately he was going to take so much pressure off of that lineup and you know i i'm not often very right about the future but it 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 kept you know i kept circling back to that as the year went on and being like yeah that you know he just his impact cannot be uh overstated and it it felt that way from from opening day last year 
Yeah, we talked about it before the effect that he has on the entire rest of the team. The uh, the when they signed him, you didn't realize what an elder statesman. Uh, yeah. Um, personality he kind of has, uh, how uh, how very calming, how unflappable he is in uh, in a you know in a lineup that's half his age basically. <laughs> it seems like most of the players. Uh, right. But always, it, previously, it was a very excitable, uh, up and down team, and uh, uh, like to really party up the highs and uh, could really right. uh, get. Get uh, really feel the lows too, and uh, and he uh, he really kind of smooths that all out. It uh, uh, and yeah, you could you could tell it right from the start. Uh, that's why uh, you know this year it it would have been and hopefully will be interesting to see when you see that lineup with Josh Donaldson. Uh, how yeah. much different it feels this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's, I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. I'm sure there's been. It's kind of funny too is when we talk about opening days, we. we kind of tend to romanticize a little bit about the the big members. There's also, you know, just kind of thinking about how when a when a team is not great or don't doesn't have necessarily high expectations, there's still that feeling on opening day like anything is possible. And maybe that's probably a big piece of, you know, not just being excited that baseball's back, but everybody's zero everybody's zero and zero at that point. And it does feel to me like even if you think the team is going to be really bad or you don't have high hopes, there's always that element of, boy, this year could be a surprise. You don't know until they start playing. And I think that's maybe a, a piece of what drives people to the park on open end day, like just this curiosity and like, boy, even if there's not great expectations, could this be something that, that ends up being a lot better than we thought? Well, I'm convinced no team has ever had a uh, a pessimistic spring training uh, every right. year. Uh, <laughs> even during the Twins' worst, uh, uh, there was always a feel like, uh, hey, we could surprise. The players are always like that. The players always right. think that uh, right. this could be the year. You rarely find uh, a player who is pessimistic about a skill. Although they are out there, but uh, most everybody is like, I think I've figured something out. I'm uh, I'm getting better. This could be the year. It's when the whole team's like that. Uh, you're coming right out of spring training, and and that really uh, that really carries over into opening day. You know, it, opening day is also so interesting because it has so much attention paid to it. It's like uh, yeah. it's like watching the the New York Marathon where you watch everybody uh, <laughs> uh, cross the bridge at the start, and then you know they say, yeah. and we'll catch up to them in uh, Central Park now. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Jake Odorizzi was, uh, I was chatting with him, and he said, you know, opening day, you, it's, the place is always sold out, the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the uh, introductions mm-hmm. and everything. I pitched game two, which is traditionally the <laughs> least attended game of the year, because uh, everyone who wants to do it goes on opening day. And yeah, then, it's uh, colder, the weather's then, not great. And then it's, yeah. yeah. And then it's like April, and uh, and who really wants to go to, uh, you know, you're not ready for baseball in, uh, right. in April. You, you kind of... <laughs> Get them started, set them off, and tell them out. You right. know, I'll catch up with you in six weeks. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> the, the feeling between the, the first two games is uh, is kind of crazy. That's a good point. That's funny. Um, those last two things we talked about the the feeling that you could be good, and you know, kind of you know the anticipation that was there for this that is and was there for this Twins opening day. You no, know, justified. I think we we talked about it in a you know an earlier 
spring training podcast, you know, when, you know, before, uh, before we were, you know, in this postponement, uh, phase that we're in right now, the twins are, we're talking and are talking about, you know, they were using the word world series a lot and, you know, justifiably so after winning 101 games, making some upgrades to the roster and whatnot. I think that's, you know, the, probably hits doubly hard for fans, not just that there's an opening day, but there's such an anticipation for this team and this season whenever it starts. What what are we missing today? What would this what what would the lineup have looked like today? What will it look like once play resumes? Um and, you know, what you know things of that nature. What were you looking forward to seeing and eventually seeing once once we do start? Well, the uh, the I, I would expect not many runs from the A's. Uh, that's uh, one thing I would. I, I'm sure I wrote this last year. Uh, uh, Twins starting pitchers on opening day have given up one run in the last four years. Um, that for wow. some reason they're. Uh, um, I mean, it's it's a little fluky. There was a, mm-hmm. a start in Baltimore that was uh, interrupted after two innings, but. Uh, um, Jake Odorizzi uh, did, uh, gave up no runs uh, in uh, in his start two years ago. Right. Uh, Jose Barreos had uh, the yeah. two hitter going uh, last right. year. Uh, that for they're on the stretch of getting incredible pitching on uh, on opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have, I, I would, and I really would have liked to have seen uh, Jose, who um, who every year he seems more and more confident, and even he admits it. And uh, he came to camp uh, having uh, made some adjustments, uh, working on his curveball as if uh, as if uh, that needed more work. But he was even more excited about it. So um, that would have been interesting to uh, to. We haven't seen much of him in spring training because they're mm-hmm. kind of keeping him under wraps. Uh, so I would have uh, liked to see him. And the other thing, as I said before, uh, uh, Josh Donaldson. Uh, I've come away from spring training thinking uh and talking to reporters from other teams this is going to be his team by about mm. uh mid-june if they had mm. uh, started up uh, he's mm. a very uh very forceful personality he's a he's the kind of guy who gets up in the clubhouse and says you know and gets everyone fired up you know let's go let's uh get yeah. much a, a football uh kind of mentality yeah. um and uh i think uh it would it was going to be an interesting contrast between the uh, uh, you know the Nelson Cruz leadership and uh, it would be interesting to see how uh, how he galvanizes uh, the team around him. Uh, um, you know, he, he basically said uh, this is a good team, but I see that it can be a great team, and I want to get it there. And uh, um, that. Uh, just the uh, the off the field stuff, I think, with him, yeah. just like Cruz last year, uh, we're going to look back at the year, or we hopefully someday will look back at the year and uh, and realize that as good as he was on the field, uh, the influence he was having off the field might be uh, this is important. Strangely, does this uh, this doesn't benefit anybody really in in the in the short term? Um, we would, you know prefer to have baseball right now and uh, you know, obviously good health for everyone right now. But from a practical baseball standpoint, this seems to strangely buy Byron Buxton a little bit more time, Rich Hill a little bit more time. Are there other 
factors in that, that you can think of that will be influenced by the delay of this season? Well, it's, of course, everybody will uh, get the uh, advantage of that. It's uh, not just the Twins, but yes, uh, they should uh, they should be able to get healthy. And, and Buxton's a huge one. Uh, I, yeah. I, you know, R- Rich Hill was kind of a flyer, and uh, mm-hmm. and and you know, I think there's reason to hope this stuff that left. Uh, he certainly doesn't think he's done, but I mean, we flyer. I've got to, I've got him pegged as the key to the season, so I hope he's anyway. Yeah, well, he's going to be forty. I'll put in a word for the old guys, but uh, mm-hmm. I think a uh, forty-year-old um, coming off of uh, elbow surgery, even if it wasn't full Tommy John, let's uh, temper mm-hmm. our uh, expectations. But um, but Buxton is such a huge yeah. We see the difference in uh, yeah. in the lineup. I mean, just in having, you know, when he's out, Kepler moves to uh, uh, right. center, and and you have somebody else uh, out there, either Marwin or uh, or uh, Jake Cave, or um, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just not the same. Uh, so, um, you know, I was I left camp convinced that he wasn't going to start the season. I don't. I think they were going to give him the first week. Uh, mm-hmm. the season in Fort Myers and, and then see how mm-hmm. the weather is before uh, mm-hmm. bringing him to Minnesota. And uh, now I think, uh, well, you know, now he should be uh, ready. He's still uh, in Fort Myers uh, working out. So uh, um, I think that's uh, that's pretty big for the Twins. Um, I, I don't, You know, uh, as for the others, I, it, they kind of put the uh, um, the, the uh, rotation on hold, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think that works to the advantage of uh, Julie Sassine, who uh, yeah. was kind of up and down. And uh, I, I saw him on the last day of camp before they closed it. And uh, he said uh, he had gotten some new ideas, uh, uh, met with uh, Wes Johnson, and, and um, had some things that he wanted to uh, that he wanted to try because he felt like he was close. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting the result, um, you know. Uh, I don't know how much uh, he's able to do that now that uh, he uh, is away from the camp and the team. Sure. But uh, um, I, I just thought of that conversation when they closed camp as uh, this will give him uh, a chance to you know, throw uh, and try whatever he was going to try uh, um, and come back uh, hopefully strong. I, I think he was going to make the team. Uh, yeah. But maybe not as a starter, and uh, okay. uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, decision they make about that uh, uh, when they come back. And this obviously pushes the Pineda suspension deeper and deeper into the year, but that's you know a story for whenever they start. It's just going to be interesting to see how you know once they get kind of the the all clear or the you can resume kind of training, um, how fast and how much time they give them in a kind of a abbreviated but you know important spring you know resumption of spring training and what the what the schedule ends up looking like and and it'll be interesting to see if there's do they do more double headers what do they you know do they just kind of say nope this is you know we're just going to kind of pick up or how do you how do you factor in division races it's going to be interesting to see how they you know assuming this is something that starts back up in june or july like how do they how do you truncate the season or how do you, how do you rejigger, um, you know, to make it competitively fair? Especially given that 
Uh, it, well, obviously, given the weather, uh, yep. I don't, um, you know, one of the ideas is to is to add October to the season and push the postseason to November. But you know, <laughs> that rules out that rules out Target Field games. That, yeah. that means, yeah. uh, you know, that means you're playing a postseason in either designated places, you know, Miami or or, yeah. or Southern California or something, or I mean, would they pretend that a game in Milwaukee is a home game for the Twins? Uh, right. I, I, I it will be interesting to balance all of that and uh yeah. I but I don't think um there is that much enthusiasm um here for uh wildly uh changing it. I think there's a lot more <laughs> excuse me, uh there'd be a lot more backing for ma- making every Saturday a double header. That's one idea I've yeah. uh floated to Try to add a few games, but just playing on mm-hmm. the schedule. You know, they uh, yep. they got in a uh, 144 games in uh, in by starting yep. in late April um, in '95. '95, uh, yeah, yeah. In 1981, um, they still had uh, a couple seasons of uh, halves of about 60 games. Right. Um, you know, would one of 60 games be enough if they could, maybe they could elongate it to 75 if it, if it was, uh, they, they really need to start the season by, well, by July 1st, for sure, if they want to have any hope of getting 100 games in. And that would mean yeah. adding another week and adding some double headers. Yeah. Uh, and doubting it. So, um, you know, but like everything else, uh, we're still a month away from from knowing what the world will look like. Uh, yeah. So uh, speculate all we want. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Phil, appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Be well, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep talking baseball. And uh, we'll, some one of these days, we'll uh, we'll have a game to talk about. All right. Well, happy opening day. <laughs> you too, Phil. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay.